How many times while you have been manscaping have you nicked or nearly trimmed off your wiener schnitzel in the twins? Hey, I'm Christy, and with 30 years experience teaching men how to thin out their forest in their yonder region, I am so excited to tell you about this revolutionary Lawn Mower 3.0. The ceramic blades prevent the manscaping accidents that leave you unable to use your most favorite appendage. Oh, and gentlemen, it also keeps a 90-minute charge. For those of you that haven't trimmed in quite a while, you'll need every second of that 90 minutes. Let's be real though, no one, especially your significant other, wants to have to weed through your overgrown forest to find their favorite play toy. So order now at manscaped.com and enter the promo code PODCAST20 and receive 20% off plus free shipping. Serious, bushy man. Order now. Welcome to the Sports Talk Garage podcast, where we discuss and debate the latest news and hot takes from the court in the ball fields to the locker room and front office. We are four lifelong friends who grew up with a love of professional and collegiate sports. Today, we are bankers, investors, professors, and entrepreneurs, but our love of sports has never changed. Come listen for the fun, gain some insight, and probably a few laughs as we give you our perspective on those oversized contracts, game-winning scores, and franchise players. This is the Sports Talk Garage. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Sports Talk Garage Podcast. This is your host, Matt, with uh, David and John this week. We got everybody back on the bandwagon. How are we doing today, guys? Doing Not good, man. Bad. Yep. It's... Crazy week for both of us, or all of us, I think. But uh, probably won't be the last episode I missed in the near, immediately <laughs> near future with all this craziness <laughs> trying to move and everything. But it's good to be back. Um yeah, exciting stuff. Finally, have some sports back in, so it's it's nice to talk sports. Yeah, it's definitely good to have some some new topics to talk about. Some old topics from a few months ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and drop the green flag on season two, episode forty-one, and uh, let's start with one of the few sports that's really getting ready to wind up. I mean, we've been in in basically sub subterranean ground on any kind of sports going on trying to keep up with anything nfl because of the draft being really the only thing going on outside of nascar and nascar's you know trying to get as many races as it can so let's talk nba right they're almost setting up down in disney as we were talking about before we started the show and it's it seems to me to be almost like nba's version of march madness david can you tell us a little bit about what's going on down there yeah, so back in, gosh, March, some, I don't remember the name, but a writer for Yahoo Sports suggested that the NBA go down to Disney. I was like, no, that's a good idea. They've got the space with all the hotels. Obviously, the ESPN Worldwide of Sports Complex is a huge area that hosts multiple sports all throughout the year. But they're going to report down in July or June for training camp, um, travel down there. The season officially starts July 31st. There's three arenas with over a dozen basketball courts with broadcast-ready facilities, plenty of hotel space. Hotels already have restaurants, food. They have pools you know, for players to kind of wind down. They're stuck in this bubble, so they're not going out into the public eye while they're at Disney. But they have access to golf courses. You know, there's spas. There's pretty much whatever they need. But it's kind of going to be this interesting eight-game regular season just as kind of a warm-up. And then this play-in tournament for eighth spot before they really start the finals, or I guess the playoffs here. 
And it's pretty cool thinking that they're in Coronado Springs. They've got the whole hotel to themselves. Each team can bring up to 35 people from staff, coaches, trainers, doctors, team members, whoever else. And Is that on top of the team players? I think that's including team players. They're trying to keep it as small as possible while still having a functioning Man, unit here. That sounds tough. But, I mean, for where you are, they have everything they want. It might get a little boring. A little math, and for the team that checks in on day one, and if they go to day or game seven of the finals, they're going to be staying there for 98 straight nights. Damn. The average cost of this hotel is 287 a night. Obviously, they might have some of the nicer rooms, plus $20 parking. So if the three of us were to go and split a room, that would be thirty grand for those 98 nights. So definitely some costs uh, involved here. Yeah, it's fun to have a little play-in tournament, kind of a little March Madness, since we didn't have that a few months back with college basketball. This will give us another taste and a different way to look at the NBA after a few months. So if they said, is, is, are they going to be under like complete lockdown as far as like no one else is going to be staying at these hotels either, right? No, they're going to have this hotel completely to themselves or I guess the NBA has it to themselves. Nobody else can come. I think family members could probably show up later on once some teams are eliminated and leave. They'll still have to be checked for health screenings like everybody will probably every day. But yeah, it's essentially no, the public is not allowed in. Only who's ever needed to broadcast games from the media standpoint and then the players and staff what kind of courts are they? you said they have 12 courts in what two different or three different arenas yeah three different arenas 12 full-size courts that are broadcast ready i mean they host college games big high school games already so yeah. it's a perfect setup instead of going to vegas and transforming a convention center into a makeshift court this is already set up for this type of you know game here Disney's been building the world of sports down there since the 90s, I believe, because they've got their own racetrack and they can kind of host oh, they any sport they want. Yeah, I mean, they do baseball all throughout the year. They have the NFL Pro Bowl there a few times and lots of other sports that people don't pay attention to as much. But I mean, throughout the year, they've constantly got sports going. It's a great area. It's about 200, 230 acres. So it's a pretty massive area. I still think it would have been cool if they, even if it, it was, if it was on Disney, if they would have built some outside, so like outdoor courses or courts, <laughs> and had, you know, like a, I'm thinking like, you know, a classic scene from like, you know, a, a downtown urban area where you just mm. got like, you know, basketball some court, you got, park. The, you got the chain uh, mm-hmm. net, and you know, some kind of badass like graffitied paint up on the court, and just let them do you know, insert cool basketball movie that has to do with street ball and let them play on that. I think that would have been phenomenal. Cause isn't that like you know, every time you buy, I don't know if it's NBA live or 2k, whichever one has it, they always had those, that like street ball version of the game. Yep. And this could have been like the, the actually <laughs> seeing these guys on it. That would have been a freaking amazing. I'm sure there's somewhere some between NBA jam and NBA street right. being able to, yeah, it's probably some contract in there about you know they have to play on a, a hardwood floor, you know, no asphalt, <laughs> Prevent those blah, injuries. blah blah blah. Yeah, but, man, that would have been a, an epic opportunity for them to kind of cash in on oh, on you know, something like that. Thinking the you know, no fans would love it, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the play-in thing is pretty cool. Um, it should be. It sucks that even with twenty-two teams making the playoffs, my Bulls still aren't going to get in, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what did you do with you? <laughs> and then I guess like the so that the teams that are getting in, I think they're going to have OTAs or something like that. So those teams are going to continue mm-hmm. to work out a little bit, but that's deflating though. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, their season's over. I don't know how they got to 22 teams, but it, some method to the madness was decided there. Well, if you think on my um, my hockey side of things, they, they did a, they're going to do it. well, assuming that everything officially goes through, they're going to have a 24-team playoff. And, um, yeah, my Blackhawks uh, squeaked <laughs> in by the last Oof. seed. But I guess, you know, once you're in, you're in. So anything can hey, happen. Any, any team can get anything. That's the interesting thing. I was talking to a buddy about this. and We were talking hockey, but the same thing applies to the basketball side. I mean, these guys really haven't done anything for, what, three or four months now? Oh. So, you know, that team that was on a hot streak and, you know, dominating in the season, they may show up and be absolutely nothing and not have any cohesiveness or anything like that. It could be literally that 10th seed in the East that makes a run for it somehow. And just kind of gets everything glued together at the right time. You know, we talk about, you know, the October effect of baseball and how, you know, a team can come in on a wild card and just get hot at the right time. I mean, this this very well could happen on the NBA side, which honestly, Mm -hmm. the NBA really needs some some mixing up of of top teams. So it could be a great opportunity to kind of shake things up at the top. Certainly. And with that, I mean, they've, all these players are just like us. They've also been quarantined at home, so they don't have access to team gyms to go work out. So they're kind of stuck with just, you know, running outside, whatever equipment they might have at home. So they don't have a full access as they normally would. So some of them may come in a little bit out of basketball shape before they really get started here. Yeah, I mean, I was watching the uh, – I don't know if you guys watched them, but uh, what, a month or so ago, ESPN was doing the horse competitions. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they all had pretty phenomenal – you know, courts and stuff, some indoor, some outdoor, stuff like that. But I don't think any of them had a full court setup that I remember seeing from, from all the various, you know, setups. So, I mean, yeah, you know, there's, it's a difference between running around the neighborhood and treadmills, stuff like that, than sprinting up and down a court, you know, a thousand times a night. So, um, yeah, fatigue could be a play a big factor. Some of these older guys, you know, LeBron's not getting any younger, maybe, you know, sitting now four months, I mean, I'm excited. I, I hope, I honestly hope it shakes things up and that we get a team that we're really not expecting to make a run for this. Okay, so I know we just kind of mentioned a little bit. So the new thing that they're talking about now is what if you have a player show up uh, to one of the practices and they are potentially infected? So now they're going to start a quote-unquote transaction window for replacement players, which they're trying to limit as far as I can read. They haven't finished kind of talking about how this is going to work yet, but technically if one of your players gets dropped then, and can't come in, then they're talking about being able to go to either the current NBA players or G league um, to be able to pull them into play. However, you couldn't sign. They talk about Jamal Crawford because he went unsigned all season. And you can't pull international players either. Can you pull in retired players? Nope. If they're not on <laughs> yeah, the current so, roster. I was hoping Dennis Rodman was going to make a comeback. Hey, I'd love <laughs> it. They're the, so I, hey, I if, they totally... drop, if they drop those metal nets, he might. <laughs> I could totally see the G League route. However, I don't understand how Team A loses a player, so they need to go find a guy, and they're going to go to one of these eight teams who didn't make the playoffs. What team's going to say, yeah, you can have our guy go help you win a championship. Like, how does that actually work? Yeah, and, like, surely yeah, you, they don't, like. like they, you're under contract. Yeah, and surely team. they can't just choose, right? I mean, is it like, no, like hey, offer us up a player and you find, 
the guy that's been riding the bench all year and, and got you, you know, 1.8 points per game, you know, off the bench. Is that the guy that you, you give him? I don't mean, how does that work? Yeah. Well, as you said, some of these people are going to come out of shape into the call it camp and have to pick up right in with these teams. Maybe that's your, you know, Rudy of the NBA coming in there that didn't have much of a chance off the end of the bench. Now he's going to get one heck of a shot. But it's a little different. I mean, in a regular season, if let's say a guy breaks a leg, he sits out, you don't necessarily get to go find a player for another team. Like you can sign somebody who's not in the league at the moment, but you don't get to just cherry pick a guy for another team. That's an interesting twist that I hope I know that gets more information out so we can really understand. Yeah, because there's a lot of good players that aren't on teams that are going to make the playoffs this year Mm -hmm. based on the list that I'm looking at right now. So, I mean, you've got some some big guys. You've got some three-point shooters. I mean, you've got a lot of guys that are going to be sitting on the bench. I can't imagine that they can just call somebody up and be like, hey, yeah, give me (laughs) so-and-so. Well, the way CBS reports it, the league transaction window where teams will be permitted to sign replacement players is expected to start around June 22nd. Um, I'm not even going to pronounce the name of the guy that, that said that. Uh, it will feature all 30 teams, not just the 22 that will be competing in Orlando. Don't ask me how that will work. And then once the period begins, the teams will be able to sign eligible free agents and also convert two-way players into full NBA contracts. Gotcha. Each NBA team does have a G League affiliate where they can send two guys back and forth throughout the season. So maybe that's where those replacements would come from. They go the G League route. Right. So if you have guys that can't, if they say, hey, look, so-and-so got put out because he potentially has a virus and they don't let you come back. I mean, they're only going to play so many games. So, you know, your guy's out on sick leave. He can't come back. Or they may just say he's not allowed to. So you sign one of these two-way players, that might make a big difference in how people are pulling that up. So who can endure long enough? So whoever wins at the end, do they have an asterisk by their championship? <laughs> Whether it's this or baseball or whatever sport we're talking about this year, is there an asterisk by a championship in 2020? Yeah, this, you have to. Is See, I disagree with that. Uh, I entirely disagree with that. I mean – this is a little bit more unique, but this this that topic has come up quite significantly in the world of mm-hmm. Formula One, which you guys now follow heavily, and they're kicking off their season next month, and you know it, it could be as low as like an eight race season, and it, the, the the question yeah. is, is there an asterisk? And to be honest with you, like on that side of things, I feel like absolutely not, because that just means mistakes are multiplied times ten now because there's mm-hmm. you don't have much room to make up for it. This is a little bit different that, you know, you're given the ability to, I mean, I guess it, you have a certain a set number of games. So the mistakes are kind of irrelevant and you have teams that are getting in that necessarily wouldn't have gotten in. But I mean, playoffs, it, nobody cares. Nobody ever remembers who wins the regular season, quote unquote, you know, unquote championship. Yeah. It's all about the playoffs. So you know, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, playoffs? Um, but mm. to me, I mean, if you show up in July and you beat, you are the best team in the, in the NBA, to me it shouldn't matter. I mean, it, I what happened previously, you came up and you are, during the playoff season or playoff period of time, you were the best, and that's all that remembers. That's all that matters about I me. Mean, we think, 
you know, March Madness. I mean, March Madness, although, you know, we love it. If you think about those playoff play-in teams, stuff like that, and the Cinderella stories, I mean, the vast majority of them don't deserve to be in this tournament, but they some of them get hot and make a run for it. If one of them were to, right. you know, squeak in and get and be hot for, you know, three weeks or whatever, would we put an asterisk beside them? I don't think so. That's true. So, I, I don't know. I, I disagree with it. I think if you show up and you're hot and you beat LeBron, you beat Steph, and you read all these guys, you know, then that good on you, and that you that's you earned it at that point because this yeah. you're still going through the ringer. I mean the the rounds of playoffs are still going to be insanely intense from from round okay, to round. Well, fair enough, but this is going to be that year where you put an asterisk and say no matter what the sport is, this was a different setup than we were used to due to COVID. Because I mean, we had this discussion with the NFL what, two years ago when there was almost a perfect season, first time since the 72 Dolphins? And that was the question. Do you put an asterisk because there's now a longer season? Yeah, I think you do. You start that first year with an asterisk and say, you know, the season changed. Hmm. It's not the way it used to be. This is just a different year. It's not taking it away from the players. It's just saying it was a different thing. It was different. However, every team is on a level playing field going into this. So then nobody has an advantage. Like I would put an asterisk more on the Houston Astros winning their championship a couple of years ago over whoever wins in any sport this year. Fair enough. Interesting topic. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you want to put an asterisk on the situation, fine, whatever. <laughs> you know, I don't want, I don't disagree with that, but I don't, I don't think that when you look in the record books, I don't think there should be an asterisk as in, you know, you're a fake champion type asterisk. You know, I don't think this yeah. is the Lance Armstrong. Or I don't think this is a situation where, you know, you've got someone that's doping and won a, a championship or won a title. And now, you know, the Barry Bonds effect. Oh, Asterisk, yeah, the guy was sticking needles in his butt for five years and juicing up. Like, to me, that's – you You put an Asterisk next to a questionable, you know, cheating-type situation – um, you know, whether you want to define as cheating or not, then I say you put Asher next to that. But to me, I mean, it's not, you know, they're not doing anything out of their control to, you know, they didn't pick the number of teams. They they weren't involved in that. They showed up and they, they beat the best teams out there. I, to me, I think that's, you've earned it at that point. No argument, sir. Okay, so let's move on real quick. Before we go to break, uh, Conor McGregor has said for the third time he's retiring. Anybody getting a little just kind of annoyed with the term retirement instead of him, you know, just saying, I'm going to take a break from the sport until I get the fight I want? Not just third time. Third time in four years he's retired. And I have a feeling it's kind of due to COVID-19. He's stuck at home and he was quoted saying, the game just doesn't excite me. All this waiting around, there's nothing happening. I'm going through opponents, and there's really nothing at the minute that's exciting me. So basically he's saying, there's nobody out there I want to fight, so I'm just going to retire. Instead, he's just saying, there's nobody I want to fight right now. I'm just going to wait till somebody comes along. Instead, I mean, he's got a lot of money. Everybody knows he loves his cars and fancy suits and a lavish lifestyle. They'll only last for so long until it gets a little boring, and that competitive bitch is going to return. I fully expect him to come back. Mayweather even called him out couple days ago saying hey don't you want a round two with me so he'll be back i mean if we're gonna get a round two it needs to be an octagon can we just agree to that i definitely 
But right. No, I I think that there was I, I found an entire like rundown and what it came down to with him is he's frustrated at the league because he keeps telling him he wants certain fights, which quote unquote is what interests him. Um, and he has to keep making, you know, and it is important when you look at the different weight titles, you know, five pounds can make a world of difference. Um, I mean, when's the last time we all started a diet and tried to drop five pounds and, you know, these guys are skinny as it is trying to hold that weight. So, you know, he's like, I can't lose five pounds and try to sit down there. And then they want to throw me another title. That's 10 pounds heavier than that. I've got to retrain my body for a whole different thing. Okay. Fair enough. But, you know, are you just upset because they're not giving you what you want? If that's the case and just, hang out in retirement and train other people. I feel like Conor McGregor is a crying little insert word that I can't say on this show because (laughs) I mean, to me, the UFC, I know he's a cash cow, but the UFC isn't starving for money. And with everything Mm -hmm. going on, the assaults, the, you know, all the charges, all the embarrassments that he's brought to the company, I wish that Dana White would grow a pair and just say, listen, we're done with this guy. Because I feel like he can't go 10 minutes without trying to push himself into the spotlight. And I personally, I think that's what this was. As soon as I saw it, I literally laughed out loud. And I said, what an absolute joke. And then the, the next very thought I had was, this guy is just starving for attention because it's been on somebody else or it's been on COVID-19 or whatever. The guy just has to be find some way to get into the media. He's not fighting right now. So let me just, yeah, what's the easiest way to get myself in the headlines? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm retiring again for the third time. And I know you guys, I think, Davey, put it out on Twitter. And the reactions were, I mean, incredibly hilarious. <laughs> you know, the responses that came back to it. I, I can't stand the guy, man. I mean, I had a lot of respect for him in the, in the early days. And I don't mind a showman. And a guy that talks trash and gets in your face, and you know he's backed it up. But the the out of the out of the the ring or out of the octagon, you know antics and stuff, and and not even what's associated with the fight. Like I don't mind you know these weigh-ins and crap and all that stuff that goes on. I think that all goes into the hype of the fight, and I expect fighters to do that. But the crap you know back in Ireland and just I don't know, man. I just I can't stand the guy, and I I think he's just a a sword to the UFC. The UFC's you know I feel like starting to make a comeback now. They I think they went on a lull, in my opinion, especially in the heavyweight side of things. They really took a lull. Um, you know, a lot of you know with Frank Mears getting old, they lost. You know, Lesnar was supposed to be this big thing and had some good fights, and that fell apart. And you know, so I think you know they're they're making that comeback with ESPN Plus and that whole deal, and I like seeing weekly fights and things like that. But I don't know. I just feel like they don't need him anymore. They got what they needed. They got ESPN. They don't need Conor McGregor anymore. Yeah. Let him go out and wrestle in Japan or you know fight in Japan or something like that. <laughs> Good to see my wrestler out there with him. Absolutely. Well, if he wants to go to the heavy, heavy, I mean, heavy, 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 I would pay to see that. That'd be good. Mike Tyson coming out of retirement? Oh, man. Hey, Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield. Good God. Both training. Both have lost a bunch of weight. I True. saw a picture of Tyson. Other, I mean, he's got some gray hairs, but other than that, boy, he's looking yeah. good. He'll tear somebody Dude, up. Dude, that beard. <laughs> he's ready. He's ready. I sure as hell wouldn't pick a fight with him in a bar, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> no. 
Not with how fast that hand speed is. Nope. <laughs> Even if he slowed down a good bit, he's still locked mm-hmm. out cold. So, anyways, but yeah. Gosh, yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and, you know, with that, take a quick break, drop the yellow flag, let our sponsors have a moment to talk, and uh, we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Thanks again for dropping in to another episode of Sports Talk Garage. Uh, As we were coming off our break, and thank you again to our sponsors, we talked a little bit about uh, what's going on with the NBA as they're trying to get a little bit of a season in for 2020. Uh, and finish that up. We talked about Conor McGregor somehow aiming on a f- finishing a third retirement and how long it's going to take before he announces a fourth one. Um, so let's talk about another sport that's starting to get some playtime in. Professional soccer uh, seems to be more over in Europe. I know Germany's kind of making a big stance, but there's nobody in the stands is it just me or is that a sport where you almost live off of the noise of the crowd? So I probably watch more soccer than you guys do. I would assume, um, correct me if Fair I'm wrong, but yeah. So I, I've seen quite a bit of, of empty stadium games over the years. Usually it's for stupid reasons between fans and, you know, stuff like that. But I, um, like I've seen it both ways. I've seen it recently where they've pumped in crowd noise. And then I've seen the same thing where there was complete silence. And the only thing you could hear um, was the, the communication between the players. And we talked about this, you know, a couple of weeks back with Mick Mixon from the Panthers, you know, talking about, you know, on his radio broadcast, how he feeds into the, to the crowd and how he amps up his voice and, and, magnifies that you know and plays into you know the describing the situation and how important that was to him and we asked him point blank you know do you want fake crowd noise to be pumped in um and he said you know point blank no as as (laughs) as difficult as it would make for his job he'd have to do a serious adjustment to something that he's perfected over many many years on the job he said no he's like i don't want that fakeness at all and so going back to the soccer point, I, from seeing both were literally the only thing I could hear was the guys yelling back and forth. And thankfully I think it was Premier League or something like that. So I could understand a little bit, you know, <laughs> what was saying. So English. it wasn't in German. Um, and then this past weekend, I watched some German soccer games and yeah, I mean, they're, they're playing like the team's chance and you're going to hear the, the drums pounding and, you know, the, the team songs being played. And I don't know. The thing is, I don't know if that's being played over the loudspeaker in the stadium. I would assume it is, or if it's just being brought like pumped into um, the TV broadcast, I would assume it'd be a lot easier just to pump it into the stadium. Um, but I, I don't mind either way. I mean, it's a little bit weird and I have to remind myself like, okay, we're in special times. The stadium's empty. Like that crowd noise isn't, isn't legit, but I, I don't know. I mean, do you guys, is it cheating? Cause you know, the articles that we've seen um, on fist.org, it was that, you know, 46% of the time, the home field, the home team and, in, in, in football soccer, um, you know, wins the match. So, you know, is putting in fake crowd noise, is that an unfair advantage when there's no crowd? What do you guys think? I'm torn on this one. I will say I've actually started watching a little more soccer now that Charlotte's getting a team. I'm excited for Charlotte <laughs> FC or whatever this name's going to be, which we'll find out later this month. 
yeah, it, it's fun to see. I think people who kind of like myself are starting to watch a little more soccer now. We're going to pay attention to the actual gameplay on the field more instead of the camera shots of the crazy guys on the stands or whatever's happening. It does seem a little unauthentic to watch a game without fans, but I know every league everywhere is going through that. So it's the same problem worldwide right now. I have read a report. I don't remember if it's for soccer or for something else where they're actually having like on the video or like people at home watching this so you can hear them coming in, their voice. So it's kind of like a little bit of live noise, but it's not still, you know, 40, 50,000 people in the stands cheering and roaring and chanting and that noise and the people there and just the energy from the crowd there, it's missing. It's just coming in over a speaker. So, but do you think it's, is it unfair though? Or do you just say it's, do you just assume it's a given, like it's a home stadium, you know, it's a home crowd and I haven't seen the players. I haven't seen any reports at all. Maybe I've just missed them, but I haven't seen any reports at all that the players have said, Hey, I don't like that or whatever, or that's not fair. I feel like they just accept it as I'm going into a hostile environment and you know, deal with it. I don't know. As long as you no, know, every team's doing the same thing and equal number of games, home versus away, I'd say it's fair. Well, first of all, real quick, just since you mentioned mentioned the new Charlotte team, for any of our listeners, if you're from Charlotte, live in Charlotte, enjoy Charlotte sports, um, you need to listen to a new podcast called The Queen's English, which is going to be based pretty much around Charlotte's soccer team. So we highly recommend that. Um, to go back to your question, John, I really... One of them is a Spurs fan, too, which I already like the guys, so... <laughs> yeah, of course you do. <laughs> we'll have lots of sorrow and depression together. I'll have someone <laughs> in Charlotte now to... Uh, a shoulder to, to cry. cry on. Yeah. Basically. Commiseration Looking over... Looking forward to that. I was worried mm. about when I moved. I'm like, who am I going to have my depression with being away from the Chicago, uh, uh, you know, Tottenham club up there or fan club. But yeah, so now I got a buddy. Well, now you guys can that. have commiseration over a pint. I'll <laughs> even have... join you. Heck yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So to go back to your question though, I, I don't know that I think it's unfair. Uh, you know, I think the athletes are trained to deal with that noise and that sound. Uh, I don't know about you guys. The, when I first thought about this as a, point and topic my brain went back to the world cup and what was it brazil where those guys were in the stands with the horns going 24 7 yep and it was the Mm -hmm. most annoying noise like you couldn't even hear the crowd over those guys but these you know the the athletes themselves are trained to really kind of kick the noise out and it does help when you have a home team advantage, what are they going to do? Is this going to be like a sitcom where when there's a score, they're going to play a sound bite of the entire crowd erupting or is it just going to be background? That, that's basically what happened is, is like when someone scored, I don't remember who I was watching the other day, but there was a ridiculous number of goals scored, like well above the average for soccer. And I don't know, it's just some team was really, really rusty <laughs> to say the least, but yeah, I mean, it was like, they, they cramped they like they, they went crazy on the audio and then you know started the new chance and you know whatever i so like i like both ways because i feel like it reminds me of like my playing days it reminds me of like when my nephews play and like going to see like these you know traveling wreck teams and stuff you where you hear just communication back and forth 
And if you could ever get the parents on the sidelines to shut up for a minute, you'd actually enjoy it even more. Um, Cause you know, the, some of those people are obnoxious, but that's a whole other topic. But yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I don't mind either way. I'm just, I don't, dude, I'm so excited that premier league's back. Uh, you know, we've got a few more weeks before that's finishing off. My Tottenham Spurs have no chance in Hades of doing anything, but that's kind of been, that was my tradition, you know, on, on weekends is to wake up and either, you know, it's 6 a.m. with the little one, either watch some soccer or watch some Formula One. So I'm glad both of them are coming back. But Well, and real quick, just also with the noise, one of the things that we're starting to see now are, um, I don't ask to pronounce the team. There's a team over in Germany that you can basically pay in U.S. dollars around 20 bucks, and they're doing a cardboard cutout of you as a fan and putting it one of the seats. Uh, or Good similar. Way to make money. Right. So they're making some side cash for the seats and that. Uh, the NFL's version of the draft, where they had, you know, that one team's fans in the background behind Goodell, uh, they're doing something similar up on the boards. So, you know, you can kind of get your picture video up there Uh, you know i've seen some different things Uh, i think it was in korea they have basically just took a snapshot of people's faces wearing the mask (laughs) oh there (laughs) was some had those runners there's been some like korean baseball baseball, korean Korean. yeah where they had maybe it was stuffed animals yeah stuffed animals sitting in each seat yeah Yeah, there was like cutouts of weird cartoon characters and i mean that was kind of comical F1 has been talking about at Silverstone to do cardboard cutouts of just random, like picture playing an F1 game and, you know, just like <laughs> that stick figure basically, or that uh-huh. two dimensional person that's up in the sand. Like that, that weirds me out a little bit, but the, the thought of like paying money and like it going to charity to have your face in the sand, especially if you're a season ticket holder or something. And, you know, maybe they like, like send it back to you and sign it or something, yeah. you know, like that would be, I'd, I'd pay you know money to have something like that done if if I knew like hey my my club's gonna sign this and it's going to charity I'd drop a hundred bucks mm-hmm. or whatever and to say like hey yeah it's maybe <laughs> I was at the stadium sort of kind of kind of I think it's a cool idea the 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 F one thing where it's just completely random that sort of that weirds me out but I I think the the your actual picture charity type stuff I think that's totally a great idea. Cool. So let's move on a little bit again. And, you know, I think one of the things that's going to be one of the uh, highest affected athletic people out there right now are going to be high school students. Uh, We talked a little bit about this at the end of, or I guess where COVID started. And, you know, we we looked at the NCAA. Uh, All spring sports were going to be given a wave uh, of their – you know, called a red shirt and not having to commit to a season that they didn't have. So in other words, they're going to be able to play one more and move on. But at this point, what is that doing to high school students? So right now we're starting to see the fall sports uh, around the nation start to get uh, movement into being able to come back. I saw that um, North Carolina is opening on the 15th. I believe for football to kind of come in Ohio's already started opening up this last week but you're also having to 
if you, you, we all played football together. You guys remember getting together for the workouts in the morning at, you know, 7 a.m. at the gym, and then you have to go down to the field. They're having to go almost in waves at this point, which, you know, after every person gets done with whatever they're, they're doing, they have to wipe down the bar, the whole station, uh, hand sanitizer. So what does it come to mind with you guys when we look at preparation? Do you think we're going to have a season? Is this something where recruiting into college is going to be a whole nother level now? Yeah. When you think of, you know, high school students going back for football workouts, I mean, you got 30, 40, 50 guys sharing a weight room before this started. There's sweat everywhere because it's hot as it is. And guys are moving around, getting sweaty, running out on the field, jumping on each other, colliding with each other. Now, I mean, you got to stay six feet apart from everybody. You got to wash your hands, wear a mask. I don't know how that translates into how a practice goes. And then when you go to high school, I mean, you don't have a position coach for everybody and all this off the field staff to make sure everybody's complying with whatever measures are in place by the state. You have five, six coaches maybe in charge of all these guys trying to keep them in line and high schoolers don't always pay attention. I mean, they're kids. They're not always going to think about, Oh, I need to stay safe and stay away from this person unless I'm in practice in a game. So just on that aspect, I don't know how coaches are going to, not be liable for this and I'd almost be a little afraid as a high school coach having all these guys on my team and trying to coordinate practices and you're stuck there all day on a Saturday letting 10 guys come in at a time to work out I I don't know well the thing is too like as like do the parents even allow their kids to play or not like I I mean I'm sure there's gonna be people out there that have said like hey it's time to move on we gotta get back to life there's going to equally be a certain number of people that says, "Hey, my kid has a chance at a full scholarship that I'm never going to be able to, you know, be able to afford myself. So we're willing to take that risk." And then, you know, there's certainly going to be the people that say, "Like, no, it's it's a game. It's not really worth it." You know, think of your life ahead of you, kind of mentality. I mean, football especially. How do you even practice? How do you how do you stay six feet apart? You can't do anything. Other than tossing the ball back and forth, but you're still touching the same object, you know, repeatedly. Um, I don't know how you can even fathom to, to do that. So, I mean, yeah, I'd be worried if I was a coach. I'd be worried if I was an athletic director. I'd be worried because all it takes is one kid, something to happen to one kid. And, you know, the ramifications, the lawsuits, things like that. I mean, I'm sure they're going to make them sign additional waivers and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I – and then, the like, how do you even do games? That's the other thing that I've been just running through my mind. Do you have no fans at high school games? Is it is it immediate family only? Like, surely you got to allow these kids' parents to come in and stuff. Like, is it uh, – how do you do – I don't know. Well, I'm then, excited because if you think about it, you're going to have cheerleaders on the track and – they're not going to be able to do any of the pyramid stuff. They're literally going to take up the entire track because they're going to have to be six feet apart from each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we talked about, you know, the NBA and how they're going to be kind of sequestered in one area. But these high school kids, they go home at night. You know, they can go with their parents wherever on the weekend out to a grocery store to go visit grandma somewhere and come back to school on Monday. I don't know what that looks like, but you also asked about recruiting. So when you go back two years, you know, seniors graduate, they're out. Coaches know how many scholarships they have for the incoming class. Now, which is awesome that seniors get to come back for spring sports. So this doesn't really affect football as much. 
but that's going to take away some scholarships for these freshmen coming up who all of a sudden, you know, that senior staying that extra year. And right now with colleges, unofficial visits, official visits are off. So thankfully social media definitely helps college. guys can, you know, put their huddle workout or tape online. Coaches can see it, but they don't get that one-on-one interaction that they want to see with the coach. It's just all phone calls and text and social media. Junior days are gone. And right now, March through July is the big time, especially for football, before that senior season really kicks in. So for a sport like high school golf, yeah, I can see it happening where guys are spread out naturally just because of the way the game is played. But basketball, even baseball, you know, there's collisions at first base or you're sliding into third trying to make it safe. You know, there's not six feet apart right there. I just don't – I'm like, how do you even – as a college, how do you even recruit? I mean, is is literally just it's going to be ultimate game of chance here, because yeah, you're going to get game footage and stuff, but you know if you got someone who hasn't committed yet and he's coming up, you know you may lose a year entirely potentially, mm-hmm. but you know let's say it's a kid that you know his parents decide, you know obviously he's a minor, he can't decide for himself. His parents decide, hey, he's going to sit out this year, doesn't want to risk it. You know if he's a top talent in in the state. Do you do you still consider him on your team? It's kind of like those guys that you know. Hey, I'm not going to play my my senior year type situation, or I'm not going to play that bowl game, you know, type mentality because I don't want to risk it. Well, I mean, it's not going to surprise me if there's you know those athletes out there who are P5 talents, but you know the large colleges don't take them because they don't have enough tape, and a G5 school swoops in and kind of gets a steal that hey, we got this guy who should be at a better school than we're at now. But because of lack of tape, lack of official visits that they didn't get to see, or if there was some something questionable, were they able to take them? And it certainly helps their team. I would not be surprised to see that happen to many guys and girls across the nation in any sport. Okay, so interesting thought here. You're going to have coaches that are going to have to go more with their gut. I mean, if you think about the camps that they run during the summer for improvement, that's where a lot of scouts come take a look for athletes, you know, maybe at the younger age, not just their junior year, but they're watching mm-hmm. progress. Uh, a lot of the summer, I won't say games, but, you know, for football, things like seven on seven or basketball leagues, um, those have all been canceled. Like they're going to be lucky to get some time in just with their team and potentially have a season. So if you have coaches that are now, you know, going back to whatever video that they can handle, um, as you said, they're going instead of face time, in other words, being in the player's face and talking to them, now they're on FaceTime from phone to phone. Does this drive more towards smaller programs? Doesn't hurt. I think this really helps separate coaches. You know, there's coaches who are great leaders, coaches who are great builders of talent this might really separate the coaches who really know how to recruit the right players maybe for the program or college are in the system that they run or just based on pure talent they know how to get it i feel like the biggest thing that i would worry about is injuries from and not covid related injuries but i mean you guys know how it is if you come in out of shape and you know you're not getting that training you don't get those two days and which and those are becoming more and more frequently outlawed these days unlike the days when we played back when men were men we had two days in the 99.9 degree humidity and blah blah yeah but Three days um Ugh, yeah. you know so that's the thing that i would worry about if you're not getting that that preparation time and 
you're not getting in shape, you're not having those proper hitting drills, let's say like you do practice, but you know, it's, it's at a limited basis. It's like shorts and t-shirt type thing. And you're kind of only showing up on game day. Like, I mean, you, you guys know it is like the, the first thing you have to teach these kids is how to tackle properly to protect their neck. Um, and unfortunately, you know, we've seen the three of us have all seen it firsthand, you know, someone in our high school who broke a neck uh, from, you know, a tackle gone wrong. Um, so, like that that's the thing that worries me it's those knees it's those necks things like that your body just doesn't heal and doesn't seem to protect itself the same when you're out of shape so that would be a big issue for me it's not really so much uh um, as a serious a concern for the pros guys because this is their full-time job they all have pro trainers blah blah blah. but a high school kid has got to go to class all day and then try to deal on this or work a, a summer job and then you're expecting them to train you know, to a crazy degree during the summer, it's probably not realistic for most players. So, hmm. um, one of the things I I thought was rather interesting at this point is we're starting to see apparently recruiters or somebody in the bigger programs. The, for example, this is on football. Um, sorry for going back to that. Just that seems to be the big one that everybody's kind of focusing on in the news right now. Uh, but the the potential players, these uprising seniors, are being recruited and they're playing Madden against their recruiter uh, or whatever part of the program, coach on the staff, whatever it may be, which they're saying is a good way to kind of ease the player's mind and get a chance to talk to them over FaceTime after that. And several of the players apparently have come back and said, yeah, you can tell that they don't play much. Well, no kidding. That's, you know, they're in full swing right now in recruitment. This isn't a time where they have to, you know, be able to sit down and play. That's, you know, that's after season's over where they get like a two-week Speaking break. Of Madden, I'm so pissed that the NFL extended their contract with EA Sports again. Five years. Just make it stop already, please. <laughs> hey, uh, $1.5 billion is hard to turn down. Man. 2K... 2K I agree, EA doesn't best. have to do anything. I would rather play 2K is better. 05 than Madden 2021 <laughs> any day of the week. The graphics may not be there, but the gameplay was so much more authentic and realistic than this, than Madden. Madden's garbage. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I'm looking forward to college yep. football coming back. Supposedly that'll be like in like 22, 23. That'll be nice. That'll be fun. Well, that was a weird thing too. To 14 that, uh, anymore. We're going way off topic here, but the the college football EA Sports games <laughs> were significantly better than Madden's, and I'm like, why wouldn't you just build it on the same engine? Save yourself some money <laughs> here, people. But anyways, that's just yeah, just too logical, I guess, for EA Sports. Side it's in the game. Nope, it's really not because your <laughs> your program sucks. But anyways. <laughs> Well, we wish the best for the high school players this year and certainly hope that they're going to get a you know a good share, good look, and, and a season, especially for those that are trying to go to the next level for purposes of you know scholarship, get your education for free, whatever it may be. Um, so with that, let's go ahead and drop the checkered flag. Uh, final thoughts, guys? Uh, like I said, just excited to have some sports back. Been you know, watching even some NASCAR recently just to, to get some – vibe back in IndyCar was back this week a short race at texas again it was fun just to see some on track action on sports action really stoked to see football slash you know soccer football back as well 
Um, even if it's in some of these <laughs> leagues that I don't typically watch, it's just been nice to see competition again. So, yeah, excited about – looks like, you know, hopefully things are starting to turn around and we're getting to semi, you know, tiny, tiny, a little bit towards the path of normalcy. So, Anything to get us back there, definitely looking forward to – Sports are turning on television to watch on a more frequent basis than what they currently are. And golf is also yeah, coming yeah. back soon, which I'm excited that'll about. So that'll Dave be nice. just excited to use his new TV <laughs> to watch some of these sports. <laughs> that too. But yeah, it'll be nice to see more live sports coming back around. Absolutely. I'm going to take my bike out hopefully soon. Just got it uh, tires reinflated. There's a greenway not too far from my house. We're going to get some bike riding and. Start getting back into that a little bit more now that the weather's I nice. I feel a like, uh, Apple Watch competition coming on between David and I soon. My bike uh, I think should so. hopefully be here can do it. soon. Uh, okay. All <laughs> I right. think I need some new tires, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward. To, I got to start <laughs> getting some exercise and getting out of this work from home thing. It's killing me as far as you know my yeah. sanity. Yeah, exactly. So I got to start getting out and sweating a little bit. I think bicycle shops have gotten an entire like boost in the arm from this situation because people have been buying them like crazy because yep. that's one thing they can get out and do. Bike shops are running low on inventory. Some of them are right even now. specializing in uh, um, they'll, they'll completely assemble it and deliver it directly to your house with a special courier mm-hmm. and stuff. I mean, they're expensive, but I mean that's the way to yeah. go, especially if you don't have a lot of tools and yeah. You know. Mhm. Right. Um, I will say, kind of going off of that, the thing I'm looking forward to most isn't even just sports coming back. It's, as John, you know, being up north, it's finally warm enough to go outside consistently and do stuff. And so getting to go outside and get some exercise in or ride my bike or, um, you know, get a jog, go swimming because the pools are finally, like, warm enough if you have a family member that has a you know pool that you can go use and be safe about but still you have the ability to go out and do things now so it's really exciting to be outside consistently uh you know golf i'd love to go i need to go take a couple swings at the uh the practice (laughs) practice drives uh driving range so anyway all right well guys i think that wraps it up for episode 41 uh, we hope that our listeners really enjoyed the episode. Uh, for John, David, and I, thank you again, and we'll Later. see you next week. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to have your sports-related question or comment featured on the show, please email us at sportstalkgarage at gmail.com. Also, if you want to keep up to date with us outside of the show, please follow us on Twitter at sportsgaragepod. If you enjoyed the show, please drop us a five-star review and subscribe if you want to hear more. So for Chris back in the studio, David and Matt, I'm John, and we are the Sports Talk Garage.